there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. The Volume. Catching Phase is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there's a contest for every fan. FanDuel. More ways to win. Welcome to Catching Phase. I keep to leave here. We got a dope show today. Coach John Fox, one of my favorite coaches. He's going to join us a little bit later on. But first, man, let's hit on this free agency. Who winning? Who is the sleeper? The Bucks, the Patriots, neck and neck. I say both of them is winning. The Bucks and the Patriots is definitely winning this offseason. The Bucks had less to do. The Bucks had, you know, just keep people in house. That's all they really had to do in order to stay afloat. So you franchise tag Godwin, bring Levante back. Uh, you get Gronk back. You bring Shaq back. That was huge. I think for the most part, then was the key super crucial pieces that they needed to bring back. Now, of course, you try to get Sue back. You try to get Fournette back. Those pieces, you might you might have changed those pieces and had the same results. I'm not sure how those guys was in the locker room. If they were super locker room leaders, then it's, it's going to be kind of hard to replace them. I think the Bucs is pretty much, if, you, if you're able to win a Super Bowl and, and bring back pieces like that, you're going the right direction, man, in, in the right direction as far as winning another Super Bowl. So they brought back all their major key pieces. So I feel like their job was a little bit easier. But the Patriots, now the Patriots putting in some work now. They almost revamped this whole thing. So, so Bill saw what it looked like. He had guys opt out on them. He had Cam with no offseason, and he saw what it looked like. It looked like a 7-9 season, man, and uh, he got to it this offseason. So first thing he did was re-sign Cam, and that was surprising to some people, man, but to me it wasn't too surprising because 
I hear, you hear the vibes on, on what kind of leader Cam is. You hear it from Dev, you can watch interviews, you can YouTube interviews right now and hear people talk about it, man. And I, I, I seen it with my own eyes playing against some guys in the Super Bowl. So, so Cam is a hell of a leader, man. And if you put him in, in, in front of anybody, he's gonna lead them. So I think that's what Bill fell in love with. He fell in love with, with Cam leadership ability, man. He saw how the guys in the locker room probably flocked to him. I think that's the reason he, he really brought him back. Now, Cam, we saw what he had last year, he had no weapons. So what Bill do? Go out and get him a bunch of ammo, man. Starting with them big dog tight ends, Hunter Henry, Janu Smith. I know Josh McDaniels, the offensive coordinator, is just licking his chops at that move, man. Because me personally, I think the Patriots offense was, was the most explosive. It was the best ran offense when they had uh, Gronkowski and Hernandez. And, you know, everybody else was extra. So they made you adjust to how they was playing. They could, they can two tight ends, 12 personnel, whatever you want to call it. They'd run the hell out the football and make you try to go big. And then they'll start working them guys out. They, it, it's matchup nightmare. That's what it is. It's a matchup nightmare. So I could see him kind of doing the same thing with Henry and Smith. I could see him kind of trying to build that same thing, man. They still got that number 15 pick in the draft. So we just talking about up until this point in the offseason, they winning. They still got that number 15 pick. That could be huge, man. That could turn into a running back. That could turn into a young running back, a, a Najee Harris, a... Uh, Eton, if he make it that far, but I mean, with the quarterbacks in his draft, some good players is still going to be available at number 15. Then he go get uh, two speedy receivers. Well, one speedy receiver can go up top, Nelson Aguilar. And then he got Kendrick Bourne, man. He's a, he's a tough catch maker. You see him make all kind of tough catches. I seen him personally playing for the Rams. I got a close look at him and man, he a hell of a player, a hell of a receiver. Then you go to the, the, the O-line, he got, he bring in, he bring in Trent Brown. He bring Trent Brown back. Uh, he bring in the big guy, Ted Karras. He started center for the Dolphins all season, man. So, so he definitely has something starting center. You revamp the O-line a little bit like that. Then you go to the defense, man. You almost bring in a whole new D-line. Big dog from Jacksonville. They lose Chung. You lose Patrick Chung. You bring in Jalen Mills. He's almost like a chunk. He's a do-it-all kind of guy, play corner. He can guard tight ends, he can play safety. He's a do-it-all kind of guy, man. You brought in Judon, edge rusher, Van Noy, an edge rusher. You already got Winovich, an edge rusher. Hightower coming back. He could play linebacker, middle linebacker, or edge rusher. So I think, I think Bill kind of seeing that blueprint, how to beat them Chiefs, cover four, deep safeties, real deep uh, middle, middle secondary coverage. And you need a four-man rush. So I think that's what Bill doing, man. That number 15 pick could turn to a rusher. So I think he's trying to just mold his defense after that Bucks defense. You know, put his own Bill Belichick spin to it. Man, if you got Cam, he might didn't throw the ball good last year, but he ran the hell out the football himself. So, man, the defense and run games win chips. And I can see Bill kind of building his team to, to match that formula, man. So... No Tom Brady, you got to do it like everybody else, man. Defense and run game. So the Patriots, man, they're on their way. Winning the offseason so far. We'll see how the rest of this, this free agency go. We'll see how that draft go. I think they're in first place right now because it's harder to do. Them and the Bucks kind of doing the same thing, but the Bucks it was way easier to do. All the guys is in-house. They just got to move some money, create some money to keep those guys. Patriots really had to go out and win guys over, man, and bring guys in. So I put them at number one. Bucks at number two. And my sleeper team for free agency is the Washington football team, man. They doing something. You bring in Fitz Magic. I don't care what nobody say. 
Fitzmagic, he know how to win football games, man. The guy's a winner. The guy done played for everybody. He's confident, man. He's going to crank up the play. He's going to learn any system. And he's going to crank up the play of all the guys he around. Regardless, man, I don't care. I don't care who you put him around. He's he's going he's gonna to up the level of play. But uh, they already have one of the top defenses in the league, man. One of my favorite defenses uh, ran by Jack Del Rio, man. They do a lot of creative stuff, a lot of zone blitzing. For the most part, they play that they play that three deep, man. They make plays. They rely on that four-man rush, kind of like the Bucks. So they rely on that four-man rush and uh and, and they do their thing with it. But uh once you bring in, you bring in uh, uh somebody who could take some pressure off McLaurin. So you bring in Curtis Samuel, and then at the same time, you bring in Willie Jackson, a, a, a DB who who's going that's the guy who's going to replace Darby. You know what I'm saying? They, they, that's that's a steal. They get him for the low. So man, I, I I like what Washington is doing right now, man. Uh, they in the East, they won a division winners. So man, I feel like they got better than they was last year. They brought in another veteran quarterback, and man, they 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 just they the quiet sleepers in the in the in the NFC, man. So if this magic can get that thing rolling and his defense come out hot again, hey man, I won't be surprised if they get Dallas to run for their money to win that NFC East. So halfway through free agency. We got some winners. We got some runner-ups. We got some sleepers, man. I'm I'm excited to see how it go. Also wanted to, wanted to hit on Pat P, man. I think Pat P joining the Vikings is a great play. I think he'll do he'll he'll be great working working with uh, Coach Zimmer. But I wanted Pat P to stay in Arizona so bad, man, because I think I think this is the year for the Cardinals. I think they gonna be in the NFC Championship game playing against the Bucks. I say the Bucks, maybe Green Bay. Matter how that playoff situation go. But I think this is a big year for the Cardinals. I think I just see them. They, they've been right there. They've been right there. I think this is the year that uh, Kyler Murray get them over the hump. And they need a guy like Pat P there, man, to really, you know, lead that defense. So, man, I was, I was praying that he got one more year in Arizona. But he didn't, man. So, so we'll see how he do. We'll see how he do with the Vikings. But, you know, he's one of my favorite DBs. So I'm always following my guys, man. So good luck, Pat P with them Vikings. Man, I wish you would have stayed with the Cardinals one more year, baby, because they're going to do it and they need you. But uh, we'll see how he do over there on that defense with Coach Zimmer. But uh, when we come back, man, we're going to have John Fox on the line catching fades. I keep to leave. Catching Fades is proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. FanDuel is offering up to $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Why do you play FanDuel? I play FanDuel for the fantasy easy to use app. It's so easy to use and make my betting experience great. And I can pick a new team every game. FanDuel is offering new users a deposit match up to $500 when you make your first deposit. Go to FanDuel.com slash coward for more info. FanDuel.com slash coward. FanDuel. More ways to win. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Catching fades. I got one of my favorite coaches on here, man. John Fox. He a legend. He a legend. And... He one of my favorite coaches, man. He was a straight player coach, man. And at the same time, guys respected him so much, man. We went to work for him, man. So, Foxy, how you doing, baby? I'm doing great, man. I get a chance to talk to you, Keith. It's been way too long. And you're one of my favorite. You've been one of my favorite players, too. Because not only did you be in the right place at the right time, you had fun doing it, and you were a blast to be around as a coach with a player. And I know the players loved it. That's what's up, Coach. I appreciate it. What you got going? What you up to, Coach? Where you at? Well, we just uh, headed over from uh, Marco Island, Florida, to Ocean Reef, Florida, uh, to meet some friends. Uh, unfortunately, I had a close, close buddy of mine lose his wife last week. And, uh, oh, man. We're, they're flying in with the kids, and uh, we're going to spread some ashes and say goodbye to this wonderful woman. That's what's up, Coach, man. That's, it's, yep. it's, sorry to hear that, but that's what's up, man. You being a, being a stand-up guy as usual, man, and uh, taking care of people, man. That's what's up, man. Uh, well, well, you just you just now retired now, Coach. You ain't really got nothing going now. You just enjoying life at this point, right? Yeah, you know, I did the TV thing for a couple years after I was done yeah. with the Bears uh, with ESPN. And then, uh, you know, with this whole virus thing, traveling wasn't really good for old, old folks like me. Uh, so I, I did a little bit of remote stuff for a minute, and uh, but I stopped doing that in July. So I'm kind of weighing what I'm going to do here coming up, but I got to do I got to do a little something because uh, I miss the relationships and uh, even the TV gig was pretty good because you got to bump into some ex players and you know get to kind of stay around it. So uh, we'll see what uh, the future brings. Right, I was going to ask you about that. So you know, Coach, I'm doing my little media gig. You know, I'm trying to tap in, 
You know what I'm You're saying? You're doing great, by the way. I'm trying. I'm trying to coach. I'm trying to get involved. You know, trying to stay busy. You know, trying to stay out of trouble. But how was it for you, though? How was how was the transition for you? Was it harder than coaching? You know what I'm saying? Was it was it fun or or just talk about that? How was it for you? Well, it it, it was it was close. You know, what I mean, like I even told players, you know, like you know, that thought about going into coaching. You know, I'd say, hey. There's nothing like playing. It's the next next best thing to playing. And what I'd say about TV, for at least in you know my my opinion, Keeb, was um, it still keeps you close to the games. Not like playing. It's not like coaching. You're not with the guys every single day. But typically, you're going to be on with people that have football backgrounds. You'll be around guys, whether it's in the studio or whether you're doing podcasts, your guests. Uh, you get to stay current with it and, you know, it's a big part of your life and it's going to continue to be a big part. And that's the fun part about, you know, the media part of it. That's what's up, coach. I, uh, that's what I do. I, I do it because I'm a football junkie, right? I love this shit. So right. it just keep me around. It keep me studying the game. I'm going to be studying and watching anyway, right? I might as well get paid to talk about it and be around it if somebody want to pay me. But yeah, that's, that's, that's the real, exactly. That's the real reason I do it, though. No, it's, um, it's been cool because I stayed with DB Sport, you know, so I still watch all the games. You know, I just finished up the Super Bowl last week, you know, watching both sides of the ball and, you know, all three phases, actually. Uh, but but that's the fun part. I mean, I stay on top of what's going on, and, you know, follow guys that I coached. And, um, you know, that's that's the fun part of uh, those relationships. Yeah, I, I, I called them games. So I called two games, right, uh, Coach, for Fox. I called uh, uh -huh. two live games on Fox. And that probably was, you're right. That's probably was the closest that you will get to playing. I say, you're going to play. You ain't playing. You're going to coach. If you ain't coaching, if you're in that booth, you're going to be at the edge of your seat. You're going to get that, that rush that you need. You know what I'm saying? That same little fix. So it was cool for me. It was, it was, it was good for me, but uh, go ahead, coach. It's not, it's not hard work. I mean, but nah. now, now I will say you got to study more than people. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's a lot of, Studying though, right, coach? It's it's a bunch of studying, cause cause just getting all the names. You know what I mean? Exactly. So you got to be able to spit out the name and know the jersey number. Uh, kind of know scheme wise what they're doing. Offense. Exactly. Defense. You got to have some idea what they're doing, right? Yep. 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 That's, that's what I learned. I found myself telling my agent, like, man, I don't even know if I want to do this shit. Like, cause <laughs> this is why I retired. I like this is why I retired, cause I'm I, I was tired of putting all this time in. And then yeah. with the TV gig, man, it's definitely it's definitely a bunch of studying, man. But free agency time, coach, it's free agency. Yeah. So you had to be probably a part of one of the most interesting free agency lands, free agency period, and paying Manny, man. So I just remember me being in New England and just watching him. He's taking PJs here and steakhouses, cameras following him around like he was the Kardashians, man. So. <laughs> Hey, how how was that for you, Coach? How we how how the Broncos, man? How they land Peyton, man? What was the key to success? Well, I think you know he was going to go somewhere where obviously they had a good football team, and right. you know back in those days, you know we had some good receivers, we had some good old linemen. I mean, there was, you know, it was, uh, um, you know, as far as he wasn't going to go somewhere to start rebuilding. No, and, not at all. And we had a good defense, and you know I think. You know, with Peyton, he really cared about what it was going to look like, you know, for the defense. Because in his mind, wherever he went, he was going to get the offense going. Right. So he wanted to make sure the defense was in good hands. And I think really that was a big factor, even in Tom Brady's decision 
all right, to go to Tampa Bay. Everybody talked right. about the offense and whatnot, but uh, he wanted to make sure that defense was in order. And Todd Bowles does a great job. So, uh, but with Peyton, I think that was ultimately, you know, it was a good football team. We played on grass. Um, you know, everybody said he, they thought he would go to a dome team because of his past being with Indy. Mm. Uh, but, but, you know, we were fortunate. You know, I think uh, having John Elway there was helpful, you know, another Hall of Fame quarterback. So all in all, I think he went there because he liked, you know, he liked the environment, liked the culture, and uh, we had a good football team. Right. Coach, was you a huge part of that? Was you, like, a part of bringing him in and talking to him? Was you, like, super involved in that? Oh, yeah, very much so. And, and Peyton and I had been to a couple of Pro Bowls. I'd coached a couple of Pro Bowls prior to that. Right. Uh, so, you know how it is out at the pool. And yeah. You really get to know guys. Um, you know, I think uh, we had some close friends from Charlotte, North Carolina. There's a country club there called Quail Hollow uh, that he knew, you know, he knows the president of the club well. And so I bump into Peyton quite a bit. Uh, and he had some close ties there with Deems May and Wesley Walls. Uh, so I, I actually knew him pretty well. In fact, I was on the phone with him uh, when he was flying back on uh, Mr. Ursay's jet back to Miami. He had a home down there. Um, so that was when we set up the visit to Denver was, you know, after he'd gotten released, flying back down to Florida. Exactly. And I, I, I kind of already knew that, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a residential Denver guy, coach. I, I, I kind of already knew that, that you had a, a huge, you played a huge part in landing Peyton, man, just the respect that he had for you. And uh, that relationship that y'all had, uh, that's where he wanted to be. He wanted that first and foremost, in my opinion, man. He wanted to play for somebody like you, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and you had a lot to do with him coming. So that first year, boom, what was that? That was the pass. That was the Raheem. I think that was the Raheem pass, right? And that might have been our best year. team. Yeah, that's what I was like. I, I went against that team, and yeah. that team was crazy. That was one of the best put-together teams that – uh that I ever seen, man. So then uh, the next year, boom, you bring D-Ware, Leap, yeah. TJ, Emmanuel in, man. How how that go about, Coach? How you land them goons, man? <laughs> well, once, once, once we had Peyton, to be honest with you, Keith, people were, were in line. To get it was there. easy, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For real. <laughs> uh, so that that made it that made it a, a lot easier, and you know Denver's a great town, as you know. The fans are great. Uh, I, I think it's the best home field advantage in the National Football League. You know that altitude, we go no huddle, and you know we had people on their heels early uh, in games. It made them wonder about that altitude. Their coach was telling them all week it wasn't real, <laughs> and then it, they were it, those coaches weren't feeling those lungs like those players were. Hey, coach. Hey, coach. Hey, we playing. Remember the. Uh... AFC championship game, right? So I was with the Patriots, my Patriots AFC championship game uh, when when y'all beat us. Right. We went out to warm up, we warmed up, boom, we came back in. It was kind of quiet, you know, we locked in. And I was like, damn, my mouth is dry as hell, right? <laughs> so I didn't want to be the one who talk, started talking about the weather and stuff, you know, the altitude right before the game. Right. So it was on my mind, like, like I'm finna be funny and laugh, you know, I'm gonna I'm I'm be leaving, you know, Lighten the mood a little bit. I'm finna say a sure. joke. Uh, Alfonso Denard, Alfonso Dinner, he came around the corner like, bro, is your mouth dry? <laughs> <laughs> the whole DB section started laughing so hard, coaches. We all was thinking the same shit, but definitely, man, that altitude is real. It's 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 by far the biggest advantage that you're gonna have in the National Football League, man. It's 
it's tough to play in. And by the by the third quarter, it really started yeah. to kick in. It, it make your workout super tough. That's yeah. what I do. Well, make hey, Keith, think about them big D linemen. Man. <laughs> running run around with 300 pounds. Man, so I, it's it's it definitely it definitely is an advantage, man. But uh, but that's crazy though, coach. It's 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 like you weren't there for for the for the fruits. You know what I'm saying? That you put in, you kind of created that team. The vibe that we had, yeah, that was a foxy vibe. Even when you left, coach, that vibe right. that that we created on that team, that was shit. That was your vibe, man. So you yeah. know, I remember it was like the Raheem year. Call that the Raheem year. Then y'all right. lost the Super Bowl. Then boom, the defense we kind of got in order. We lost to the to the young Peyton Manny, the uh, you know to Andrew Luck. So I mean, you yeah. lose to him. He he's he's one of them quarterbacks. So man, it's it's not super bad. You don't want to lose, but if you like, how did we lose? We lost to Andrew Luck. All right, all right. That's he he's gonna be a Hall of Famer. That, at that time, that's what you're thinking, right? Yep. But then boom, it was like the Broncos was so close, right? It was like so close. I had no idea that Foxy was gonna be gone. So you, right. you know, we was in the building. We felt that little tension in the air. What the fuck was it, Coach? Man, what was it, man? It, it, what happened? Cause you were supposed to be there. It was like that was your squad. So, yeah. what went left with it, Coach? Well, well, I think it was just, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, when you're in that that situation, um, you know, as a coach, you want to control your staff. You want to control the team. Uh, not that. You know, it's all about egos, but especially with the coaching staff. And I think we just had disagreements on, you know, about this coach or about that coach. And, um, you know, we'd had success and we were just, you know, we just had an off night that night against Indianapolis. And and so that was uh, obviously disappointing loss. Um, you know, and I, I just didn't feel like any coach on that staff deserved to be let go um, based on their performance. And I've never been like that. I've been the same way with players. I mean, players are going to have bad days. Um, you know, you can't give up on them that fast or, or that easy. And so um, that was probably the biggest thing. It was just a different philosophy about the coaching staff. Yeah, I, I feel that. I, I remember going through that, man. It was it was like, you know what I'm saying? You could, you could feel it. It was like, damn, man, we, we good. Like, we got this playoff game. We straight. But we could just feel it. We could feel a little tension in the air, man. It's crazy. And then I always talk about, you know, the Super Bowl teams or or Orange Bowl teams or them kind of teams that I've been on. The one thing that they all have in common is that is that camaraderie, man. It's like it's a vibe like no other. You know what I'm saying? And next, even though I wasn't there, Keeb, I, I will say this: that deep, that 15 defense. And around, I've been around a long time, so. Um, you know, way back from even the Steeler days. But I think, you know, you look at uh, the 2000 Ravens, you know, obviously the 85 Bears, that 15 Broncos defense, um, you know, again, I watched it close. I wasn't there. You know, I wasn't your coach that year that you guys won it all. But, uh, you know, Peyton will tell you the same thing. He said that defense carried that team. And um, that's one of the all-time great defenses in the National Football League history. Yeah, we we you know we feel like that because we gonna we gonna stand on that. But man, that's what's up, cause you you definitely you definitely had your hand all in that defense, man. Uh, as far as the vibe and, and shit, putting us together, man, finding finding those personalities to put in the same room, put on the same team, and and leading us to vibe that way, man. So appreciate it, coach, man, cause you 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 definitely had your hands all in that. 
Well, well, Keith, let me just tell you something, man. I knew you were destined for greatness. You were right away when you got there, uh, you know, your attitude. And, and look, you know me, I always talked up team, but I always also talked up y'all being yourself, having fun while you're doing it. And right. to me, I think that's what brings great teams together. Hell yeah, that's exactly what it. That's exactly what bring great teams together, uh, because we got something else in common. We got something yeah. else in common. You know, they sent me the little bio. I'm checking it out. We both played. Our first touch of the NFL was cornerback for the Bucks. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had and that's one thing I had no idea. I had no idea Foxy was his DB baby. Yeah, <laughs> that's. Back in college, you know who my uh, my team was, teammate was was Herman Edwards. Yeah, Herm, I heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At San and Diego State. Exactly right. And and in those days, we called him Herm the Germ. <laughs> Herm the Germ. So was Herm nice? Was he nice over there at San Diego State? I heard he had some. Yeah, no, he he, he was great. He never. What was great about Herm? He just never shut up. So whenever <laughs> it was, whenever it was down, and everybody's in the dumps, training camp, whatnot. Well, he lift you up. He was uh, just yeah. a great, a, a great guy, and I can see why he's had you know a lot of success both at the pro level, coaching as well now as at Arizona State. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, you definitely could see that from her, man. You could imagine yeah. what type of player he was when you just see him on TV or you, you know, you see yeah. him coach or whatever. But uh, so, coach, it was you and you and you and her started corners in San Diego State. Uh, yep, yeah, I was. Uh, <sighs> Yeah, I, 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 I didn't I didn't end my career at corner. You know how it is. You get slower. All right. They move you to safety. So I ended okay. up uh, I ended up playing safety my last two years. And uh, but it was a lot of fun. We had a great secondary. Um, we won a lot of games. So it was it was it was a lot of fun. That's what's up. That's what's up. Coach. So you touched the Bucks, played a little DB, played them two years. Then you retired. What was what was it that you was like, man, I, I, I don't want to play. I want to I want to coach. Well, I think it was just, it was probably too big and too fast for me, to be honest with you, Keeb. And, you know, I kind of saw the writing on the wall and, um, you know, I went right into coaching. Luckily, uh, Sid Gilman, uh, an old coach with the Chargers, had taken over the AD job at a little school in San Diego. And, uh, you know, I got fresh into it uh, coaching. I was a defensive coordinator in my first job and then kind of just moved up the ranks, spent 10 years in college and then uh, uh, the last 30 years in the National Football League. Yeah, that's what's up. So did you, when you was young, did you always think like, I'm a play and then, you know what I'm saying? Eventually I'm a coach. Did you always have that, that, that feel? Did you always want to do that? Yeah, I, uh, 1966, I was 11 years old, Akeem, and I uh, started uh, playing football my first year of organized football. And I fell in love with the game. And my, my close friends that, you know, not in football, outside of football, they always marveled because I said I was going to, I was going to play football as long as I could. Mm -hmm. And then I was going to coach and I never changed. I never deviated. I never changed majors. I never changed what I was going to do. Right. Um, I stayed on that track my whole life. That's what's up. That's, that's what I'm trying to do. Cause I, I really yeah. didn't have a media. I didn't have a media portion, but right now this studio right here, we in the gym and me and my brother said that we're going to play football. Then we're going to build this gym, man. We're going to be the best in the city. We're going to, we're going to get all the kids. We're going to teach all the kids in the neighborhood how to play football and tell them they can have their shot. You know what I'm saying? And show them how to shoot their shot at the league. So, Which ain't bad either, that. Keith. That's a, that's a pretty good idea, too. I'm telling you, Coach. Look, and we're yeah. doing it right now, though, man. We're doing it, yeah. man. We, we got our hands yeah. in the community. 
And uh, yeah. we trying to help these kids out, man. The gym going great, but that's what's up, coach. I, I'm doing, trying to do, be like you, doing the same thing, man. Yeah. I always to try to goal. instill that in guys about giving back, you know, because, yeah. uh, you know, look, I, I always had great respect for football and football players. You know, a lot of people see the glamour and glory of Sundays. Right. They don't truly understand what it took to get to that Sunday and that year and, and where it all started and how hard it is, all right, to play in the National Football League. To really Seriously. even even play major college football is hard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's a lot of sacrifice and a lot of commitment. You got to love it. You got to yep. love it, man. That's what I tell my kids all the time, Coach. You got to love it. If you don't love it, if you ain't playing with your heart, then you yep. probably ain't going to make it that far. So, right. You know and if you, I, they seven, eight years old. If you don't love it, y'all wasting your time right now, starting right now. Yeah. You better start loving it right now or you or you wasting your time. But because how you start, how you fall in love with football? Or what was it? Who was it? What did you see? Where were you? Or, or, or how that go? How you fall in love with the game? I know you said, I know you said 1966. I think you said... Yep. How though? But how did you fall in love with it? Well, you know, like always as a young kid, you know, some kids have that chip, you know what I mean? Where they like the aggressiveness, they like the contact, you know, uh, I wasn't necessarily that kid when I first started, but I was really blessed. There was a guy, he had two children. His name was Roger Meeks. And he just was a great teacher and taught you a love for the game. You know, it wasn't like, First time you might have shied away with contact. He wasn't all up in your face calling you bad names. You know, it was like he taught, he just kind of taught you. Um, he was a great teacher right. and he taught me to love the game. I happened to be fast. Luckily, I had that ge genetic for me, was my genetics were, I, I was pretty fast um, at that age and it helped me. Uh, but I ran for more contact than I ran into that contact, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> But, but, but I learned it as it went, you know, to the point where Herm, I told you about in, in college, he called me trash because he said you were looking to hit anything that moves. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I learned that part of it as it went, but I just fell in love with the game. You know, it was, and it was because of Roger Meeks and really kind of how he coached me, you know, my first year of uh, competitive football. That's what's up. That's what's up, Coach. Uh, I, 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 done told, I done told my fall in love with football story on here, but, man, mine, mine is them Cowboys, man. Just yeah. growing up with my brother, him, him in love with them Cowboys, and, and Emmitt Smith, Michael Irvin, Deion Sanders. That's, that's, what, that's, what did it, that's what did it for me, though, for sure. And plus, you're probably in the football capital of the planet, and that's yeah. Texas, in particularly Dallas, Texas. Definitely, but I came here. I, came, I played my first – organized shoulder pads and helmet down the football here in Dallas. So I ain't yep. come here till I was 12 years old. So I mean, right. I ain't start to eighth grade playing yep. my, my football journey started late. Besides that, it was a bunch of recess and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, before we get out of here, coach, uh, what's up with Steve? You talk to Steve? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, a, yeah he's another media mogul. You yeah. know, I, 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 still, doing I, still, I still kept a, a house uh, in Charlotte. So, um, you know, I'm still there, you know, part-time, uh, my residence is here in Florida, but, um, yeah, he's, he's done great. You know, I'm, I'm proud of him. Um, we did a, a little podcast, uh, from our Oh three Super Bowl team, uh, oh, yeah. a couple months ago. So it was, it was good to see the fellows. And like, you know, 
The only way you do that is you have a collection of great dudes. And, and I'm talking about all walks, all personalities, just, you know, just great, great people. And, you know, he was one of those guys. I mean, he thanked yeah. me because he was a, he was an angry young guy. Uh, I, had, I, had, I, had to, I had to go get him. Yeah. Uh, Grew drive me to follow him around when I was young. So I seen how angry and aggressive he was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sure. but, hey, don't get me wrong. That's what made him great. But, but he had to learn to temper it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course he did. But yeah. uh, speaking, of them, speaking of them Panthers, Coach, uh, the curse, look, the curse is now lifted from the Bucks. They won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Coach, I talked to D'Angelo on his podcast maybe a yeah. few weeks back. And I told him that, man, y'all was, y'all the ones who cursed the Bucks, man. I'm telling you, because we was, look, Coach, do you remember? We was nine and three yep. going into December. Like, we know we're going to the playoffs. That first game of December was against the Panthers, and D'Angelo yeah. and Jonathan Stewart ran for 300 on us. Yeah. And it was the quietest facility for the month of December. The whole month was the most silent. Something happened, Coach. I promise you, something happened. <laughs> we lost four in a row. The next year, it was the same. It was like, but when I first got there, it was one way. We was 9-3 and three my rookie year. Boom, we lost that game, gave up 300 yards rushing, and the whole facility was another way until I left, Coach. Yeah, so y'all was part of cursing it, man, with that game. <laughs> Something happened to the facility, cause but it's now lifted. But I just wanted you to know that, coach. Y'all did that. Y'all did that to the Bucks, man, for yeah. real. <laughs> oh, we had we had we had some great matchups. Now you know what I mean. Uh, you know that that was those are some great games. Some dope, some dope games, some dope games. But I appreciate it, coach, man. I'm gonna let you enjoy that vacation, man. I know you out there with the fam. Uh, Condolences, condolences to your lost one. And uh, yep. talk Thank soon, you, we, gotta, we gotta keep in touch, man. I'm following you on Facebook or Twitter or something, man, so we can keep in touch. All right, well, let's, um, uh, we'll get together. Let's just trade numbers. Right? I'm a good texter, um, you know, when it comes to that, but we gotta we gotta get current so we can stay in touch. And I, I'm sincere about that. I appreciate it, coach. All right, love you, man. See you, Keith. All right, coach, take care. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.